Welcome to the Foundational Healing Deliverance Prayer Ministry Podcast, where you will learn strategic spiritual warfare and aggressive prayer. If you have questions or comments, call us at 484-218-1683 or email us at fhdprayerministry at gmail.com. Let's get started with the show. Bless you, people of God. Welcome. Welcome to tonight's service. Welcome to tonight's service. Uh, you certainly in for a treat tonight. You are in for a treat tonight. Sometimes you may hear me repeat myself. It's just a habit. Um, the Holy Spirit always have me ministering in what is called repetition. And the power of repetition is very, very, um, is very powerful. So it's just become a habit for me to like um, repeat myself. So I'm so elated uh, to have you guys tuning in with us tonight um, with our prophetess, uh, Kawana Coleman. Um, she's our guest. She's here tonight. And I thank God um, for her accepting the invitation. So, Father, we thank you. We bless you. We lift your name up and decree that you are the highest power. Father, I silence the astral realm. I silence the marine kingdom. I silence principalities, powers, wherever they are, any and all spirits, demons that's walking the earth, ascended masters be caged by the anointing in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. 
Jesus, we bless you. We praise you. We lift you up tonight and we decree that you are the highest power. Let this name be lifted in the astral realm. Let this name be lifted in the forest. Let this name be lifted in the waters, in the high seas, in the name of Jesus, because at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow. Every tongue shall confess that Jesus is Lord. We command all entities to bow. Father, we soak our listeners in the blood. Let tonight be full of blessings. Let tonight be full of miracles. Whatever you're seeking the Lord for, it shall happen tonight. And I'm just a believer. So again, I'm so elated here to have my friend. Um, She reminds me of when I was just first beginning in the um, uh, in the prophetic ministry. I was very, very, um, you know, I was just beginning and the Lord was speaking to me and was ministering a lot to my heart. So I can relate um, to this woman of God on how she ministers. Would you agree that the Lord wouldn't have us all minister in the same way, but we minister through the Holy Spirit uh, through many facets. Um, so Prophetess Kawana Coleman is of Holiness Outreach Ministry. She has been called by God to pluck up and break down, to overthrow, to build, and to plant. Um, so without further ado, Prophetess Coleman, this portion of the service is now in your hands. Amen. God bless you, man of God, and thank you so much for that uh, wonderful introduction. Um, May the Lord be glorified and let the devil be terrified in the name of Jesus. I just want to thank you for just giving me the opportunity just to come on and just to share what the Lord has put in my spirit. Amen. Amen. So tonight, um, I want to speak to you as the Lord permits about the topic the Lord ministered to my spirit about my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. And for, for some time now, we have been studying from the book of Hosea, uh, verse 4, ver- chapter 4, I'm sorry, verse 6 in particular, where God says, my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge because thou has rejected knowledge. I will also reject thee that thou shalt be no priest to me. King thou has forgotten the law of thy God. I will also forget thy children. This passage of scripture the Lord has me studying on and has me also um, ministering um, to those that are in the house of God at Holiness Outreach Ministries. And we see here in the book of Hosea, he begins this chapter by saying, hear the word of the Lord, ye children of Israel, For the Lord has a controversy with the inhabitants of the land because there is no truth nor mercy. 
nor knowledge of God in the land. So we see here that he goes on by telling about the, the many sins of the people. And we see that in today's society, we see the same things happening today. My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. We are experiencing a lack of knowledge even now in this time. When God mentions the children of Israel, he is also talking about us as well. Because Israel was his chosen people, we are also his chosen people. Amen? Amen. So we, so we see here that there is a lack of knowledge of the true plan of salvation so we see that multitudes, they don't know the real plan of salvation. Though they have been in church all of their lives, we see so many people in today's society and in the world as a whole, people just going to church. People just going to church, but not really living to the full capacity and never coming into the knowledge of who Jesus Christ is and, and what he came to do and the plan of salvation that he has for our lives. This is a tragic fact, and this is something that so many people think that are, they think that just belonging to a church or just going to church, or things that they do for themselves, they think that this will save them. But it's not so. It's nothing that we can do within ourselves to create our own salvation or to, to make it into the, the kingdom of God. There's absolutely nothing that we can do, that we can save ourselves. Jesus did it all, and we must understand that. We must understand that in order for us to come into the knowledge of who Jesus Christ is, we have to have a relationship with God, with Jesus, in order to be saved. We found out that people will go about establishing their own righteousness and not submitting themselves to the righteousness of God. And this is the trouble that, that is plaguing the church, even today. So when we look deeper into this text, when God tells us that there is a lack of knowledge, when God tells us that there is a knowledge for the lack of which his people perish, he's talking about knowing him, knowing his nature and his providence and his power and also his authority. Just any soul 
without knowledge of God is like a plant without water, air, or nourishment. We need God to thrive, to live, and to survive. So we look at the danger of a lack of knowledge. Whenever God refers to, to my people, whenever we see in this text when he says my people in the Bible, he is speaking to Israel, his chosen people. We are God's chosen people. So God is speaking to us as well. So when we look at the dangers of knowledge, all if we look at this passage of scripture, all the history of Israel is intended to teach a lesson of national warning. So everything that we see in Hosea, the fourth chapter, particularly pointing to the sixth verse, it proves as a warning for us. And if we look deeper into their condition, the condition is that he says, my people are destroyed. God's favor towards them was evident. But yet, he abandoned them to destruction and desolation. He gave them over to destruction because there was a lack of knowledge. And he also, the cause of that condition, if we look deeper into the text, we see that there was a lack of knowledge of God and this was God's ground of complaint. This was God's whole complaint against Israel. And for, and for this, he entered into judgment with them. This lack of knowledge was accompanied and followed by a general corruption of morals. If there be a lack of knowledge of God and his truth in the bulk of the people, the destruction of the nation will be inevitable. And if ruin come upon any land, who are the sufferers? Isn't it those that inhabit the land? If the body be crushed by fall, which of the members will escape it? The state of the people is the concern of all. So because Israel lacked knowledge, because they lacked leadership, because they lack the knowledge, the destruction, the impending destruction fell upon them all. So what then is the state of our population with, with that respect, with, that, with, with the respect of spiritual knowledge? And what must be the end of these things? So the end of these things in order for people, in order for God's people to obtain the knowledge, in order for God's people to come into the revelation and the knowledge of who Jesus Christ is, there has to be proper leadership. So we see here that there was a neglect of teaching. 
So if we look into the text of Hosea, the fourth chapter, as a whole, but I'm particularly pointing out verse 6, God here attacks the priest. It includes the whole people as a whole, but he was particularly attacking the priest because the priests lack the knowledge for them to give to God's people the whole the whole body the whole nation was set to destruction this is why it's very important that we must be careful whose leadership we come under for teaching prevailed um, for teaching prevailed not among them so there was no teaching among them as it ought to have been done. The Lord reproaches is the Israelites for their ingratitude, seeing he had kindled among them the light of spiritual wisdom. How did the Israelites perish through ignorance? They closed their eyes against spiritual light because they deemed not to become teachable. So as to learn the wisdom of the eternal father, we see the guilt of the people in that, in that they had malignantly suppressed the teaching of the law. The people perished without knowledge because they were perishing, because they rejected knowledge. And this goes back to our leadership. If leaders are not preaching and teaching the precepts of God. The word of God says precept upon precept, line upon line. As freely as we receive, we must give. When, he, when Jesus told Peter, he said, he asked Peter, do you love me? Peter said, yes. The Lord asked Peter three times, do you love me? Peter said, yes, Lord, you know all things. He said, well, feed my sheep, feed my lambs. Those that are in leadership, we must feed the flock of God. We must give people what thus saith the Lord. We cannot dumbed down or compromised, but we have to speak and teach what thus saith the Lord. So let's examine the statement of the text. Look at the Jewish nation. The whole nation, if you look at it, was a school, and the law was their schoolmaster to bring them to Christ. But it fell it utterly failed to accomplish this because the enmity of the human heart and they rebel against the law of God. So once their heart became rebellious towards God, there was impending judgment to come upon them. God let us know that it is better 
to hearken. It is obedience is better than sacrifice. And it is better to hearken and obey. When we have the spirit of God inside of us, it leads us and guides us into all truth. When the spirit of God is upon us or inside of us, it gives us a sense of knowing a discernment, we will be able to recognize truth from error. The gospel announces itself as sufficient to meet and to remove all the miseries of humanity. Any and everything that we are struggling with, the word of God is the remedy for that. But if we don't know the word of God, how can we apply it to our lives? If we look at Proverbs, the book of Proverbs, the 11th chapter, starting at the 9th verse, it states, through knowledge, the righteous shall be delivered. So, once again, what you don't know can destroy you. What you don't know can be destructive to your spiritual state. If we look at spiritual ignorance, it is destructive. It is not the mother of devotion. It is the mother of destruction. And if we look at deeper, if we look deeper, what does it destroy? The growth of the soul and power, beauty, and fruitfulness. How does it destroy? How can the lack of a thing destroy? The lack of heat, if we, if we look at the analogy, the lack of heat and moisture will kill the vegetable kingdom. The lack of air will cause the extinction of all animal life. These are all just examples of what a lack of a thing will destroy. The soul without knowledge of God is like a plant without heat and moisture. It's like an animal without the zeal or the instinct that it needs to survive. It is God offended and he deals out retribution for that. It is a divine law springing from the constitution of society that the iniquities of the fathers shall be visited on their children. So if we look at that in context, many of us have been taught certain things that have been passed down through our parents, their parents 
their parents' parents. And it's only until we come into the knowledge and the revelation of who Jesus Christ is can we live. Because what you don't know, what you have not been taught, we all have an obligation to seek knowledge. The word of God tells us, get wisdom, get knowledge, and in all thy getting, get an understanding. So we can see just how ignorance is destructive. Ignorance disqualifies a man for those situations in life that require the exercise of wisdom and discretion. It degrades him in society below the rank of those who would otherwise be deemed his equals or inferiors. And it may unfrequently lead to idleness, dissipation, and vices. But ignorance of religion or spiritual things is of infinitely the worst consequence because it ensures the everlasting destruction of the soul. So we see that spiritual ignorance, it is the most dangerous of all ignorance. Because it, it it's ultimate end is the destruction of the soul. The ignorance of the Christian world, among Christians, there is a great lack of knowledge. And that's ignorance. Ignorance of themselves, of their blindness, the guilt, deprivation helplessness, and even uh, ignorance of God and of his holiness, his justice, and his truth. How can someone have a relationship with God and their ignorance to who he is, to who God is, ignorance to his holiness, his justice, and his truth. In order to have any relationship with anyone, you have to know them. You have to get to know them. How can you be faithful or how can you be a witness for God if you don't know him? If you don't have a relationship with him, how can you carry out the plans and the actions that he has prophesied for your life before the foundation of the world. You can't follow someone that you don't know. You see, many people today, they may confess his Godhead and acknowledge him as a savior, but what do they know about him as him being of himself or who he is or who he is to us 
or what he has done on the cross for us. Lack of spiritual knowledge is the result of one man's destruction, and it will always result in their destruction. So these are some questions that we should ask. How, how carefully should we improve the means of grace? How earnestly should we pray for the teachings of God's Holy Spirit? And how thankful should, should we be for the measure of divine knowledge? In order for us to come into the knowledge of who Jesus Christ is, we need his spirit. Without his spirit, we can't receive knowledge. Without his spirit, we can't receive revelation of his word. Without his spirit, we can't discern the things of God in his word. Without his spirit, we are lost. So if we I want to just ponder on this passage of scripture and just get a little breakdown as to explaining the, the state of the kingdom of Israel. In those days before the fall of the northern kingdom of Israel, the Assyrians, the prophet Hosea, he focused upon one of the causes of Israel's impending destruction. So Hosea's focus that was causing Israel's impending destruction was ignorance. This was the problem. If we look at Hosea 4 and 6. My people are gone into captivity for lack of knowledge. Even the prophet Isaiah, he prophesied speaking for the Lord. He warned the southern kingdom of Judah of a coming time of punitive devastation. If we look at Isaiah, the fifth chapter, starting at the 13th verse. So this prophetic curse was fulfilled in the Babylonian captivity of 606 to 536 B.C. So since these great truths of the Old Testament serve for our learning, because if we look at Romans, the 15th chapter, in the fourth verse, it reads, For whatsoever things were written aforetime were written for our learning, that we through patience and comfort of the scriptures might have hope. So everything that was written in the Old Testament was for our learning. 
So surely we can conclude that a sustained ignorance of God's will can bring nothing but tragedy to the church today. So if we look at Christianity today, if we look at Christianity as a whole, it's a religion of instruction where there is no solid biblical instruction, the Christian system can neither commence nor can it continue, nor can it thrive. We must follow instruction, and this is the word of God. So knowledge is a prerequisite to identifying with the faith of the gospel. If we look at Jeremiah, the 31st chapter, starting at 31 to 34. I just want to read that. Behold, the days come, saith the Lord, that I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and with the house of Judah, not according to the covenant that I made with their fathers in the day that I took them by the hand to bring them out of the land of Egypt, which my covenant they break, although I was and husband unto them, saith the Lord. But this shall be the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel after those days, saith the Lord. I will put my law in their inward parts and write it in their hearts and will be their God, and they shall be my people. And they shall teach no more every man his neighbor and every man his brother saying, Know the Lord, for they shall all know me, from the least of them unto the greatest of them, saith the Lord, for I will forgive their iniquity, and I will remember their sins no more. Amen? So, Jesus declares that favor with God must involve instruction, reception, comprehension, and commitment. Anyone with the discerning spirit of Bible knowledge understands how important it is not to forsake the assembly of the brethren. So this is why it is important for us to come into the knowledge and revelation of who Jesus Christ is. As we see in Jeremiah 31, 31 through 34, God said he was going to make a new covenant with us. That there will be no more excuse for people not knowing him. So it is all of our responsibility to seek God, to know him. 
and to establish a relationship with God in these last and evil days. And and what we have to focus on and what we can't lose sight on is we can't ignore the fact that the church today is facing a great time of crisis. We have those among us who has a low regard for the concept of, of Bible inspiration and authority. And many have made serious compromises with their spiritual walk with Christ to fit in with society. We see so much secular stuff going on in the house of God within the body of Christ. Many of our people are confused on what constitutes as being a Christian. They think the church of, of Christ is just another denomination, just a, a place where you can hang out, you can pick up men or women, or you can uh, solicit people or make money. Many people go to church for many different reasons. Everybody does not come to church for the same reason. This is, this is what I'm talking about when I speak about the compromising. God is not pleased. They think that the church is just a place of entertainment. They think that it's just a, a number of people that that go, contend that there are, you know, just a few people that follow the guidelines or, or have a respect for the house of God. They just downplay everything in the house of God their worship even is jazzed up as form as a deem is deemed as a place of entertainment. Just want to get you going and get you caught up in your feelings, but not really feeding the spirit. Caught up in emotion, but not feeding the spirit. Because the spirit is what is is what we need to be guided upon. The spirit of God and our spirits must be fed the word of God. So we see why are these things in such a state of chaos? Why are these things happening within our church? And the reason is because of ignorance. There probably has not been a time in the century when the Bible knowledge among the Lord's people has sunk to such a, 
a base level. You see people today, they, they don't even care for the things of God. We see a crisis of spiritual ignorance going on. And that crisis that we are suffering is the, is the suffering of a leadership. Where are the godly elders? Where are the godly people who know the Bible from cover to cover? Where are all the bishops, all the apostles, all the prophets, all the teachers, all the pastors? Do you know that some, some churches, they don't even receive the office of the prophet? They don't even acknowledge the office of the prophet. How can in, they, they don't even acknowledge the office of the apostle? You have a lot of people that feel that the prophets and the apostles, they were just for that dispensation of, of the old times what are in the Bible. They, a lot of people don't even reverence or they don't even recognize the office of the apostle, the office of the prophet. They feel that that was just for that dispensation period and it is not for now. But how many of you know that in order for the church, for any church of that matter, to function and operate in total power, the fivefold ministry must be in place in the church. If you don't have all the fivefold ministry operating in the church, that church will never thrive and it will never come into the power and into the knowledge and the revelation of who Jesus Christ is. And this is why God's people are destroyed for lack of knowledge because of what they believe. There are still some great leaders, however, but far too many who are serving in this capacity have been given a job because they were successful businessmen, had wealth, or possessed other traits that were wholly related to tending the flock of God. You got some churches that appoint pastors. They they take a vote. Instead of allowing the Holy Spirit to choose, the people choose. And then as soon as this pastor or whoever they've chosen 
stumble or get out of line, they're ready to take down the pastor or the leader. The church has on its hand a new generation of preachers who have matriculated through some other schools, seminaries, denominationals, but who do not understand the most elementary matters about the role of the gospel of the preacher. They are experts in everything else except the word of God. So if they're not, if they're without knowledge of the word of God, how are they going to see God's people? How are they going to give the people what thus saith the Lord if they themselves are without knowledge? You see so many things happening, so many things going on in the body of Christ, in the churches, in our homes. Most homes are void of biblical instruction. The domestic lives of so many people are so crowded. Both mother and father are working. Children are involved in school, sports, partying. Everything except the involvement of the Christian faith. We see today the scarcity of people and how many people are attending church today. Most congregations are suffering serious attendance problems. Only a fraction of the local church attends Tuesday night Bible study, Sunday morning worship, Sunday school, evangelistical services. Aside from the Lord's morning assembly, only a skeleton crew will attend the services of a gospel meeting. People are not even going to church anymore. We look in, 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 the, in the church today, almost no teenagers are in church. Young people, they are not in church. They are not attentive to the things of God. They are more called to the world than they are called to the things of God. This is a trick from the enemy. And it is so sad and it is so disheartening. Because what what you don't know, what people don't know can destroy them. People neglect the assemblies 
of trivial circumstances. Children of God treat the meetings of the church like they some type of disco party or some type of worldly event. Even when it comes down to the leaders, we don't have any more examples. No examples. When we when we look into our congregation, when we look within the church, we see people falling away. People losing the fire of God. People losing the zeal of God because of the hypocrisy that is going on in the churches today. And God is not pleased. This crisis that we face is real. And it's deadly. And we we got to wake up. People of God, we must wake up. It's time for the leaders to address this problem. It's time for the leaders to get back in right fellowship and right standing with God. It's time for the leaders to be the example of God, to be the instruments of God, to carry out his will and to carry out his assignment that he has given the set man or set woman that he has put in place for ministry. It is time for us to take our stand. My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. What we don't know. This is why it is important for each and every one of us to get into the word of God. And we have to study to show thyself approved unto God. A work when neither not be afraid to divide the word of God, to rightly divide the word of God. So many people caught up on who it is or who is the one that is carrying out the message or who has the word of the Lord, but instead, we need to listen to the message and what is being said and what is being conveyed to the people from God in his word. So this is a real crisis that, that we are facing. And it's, it's so detrimental to our spiritual health. 
unless there is a revival among the church leaders, unless there is some resurgence of rich teaching and sacred scripture reading, sacred scripture teaching, unless there is a rekindling of the passion for the cause of Christ within the church, we are in for perilous times. There must be a rekindling of that zeal, of that passion for the cause of Christ within the whole body of Christ, within the church. There has to be a resurgence. We got to be plugged. like It's like a plug. When you plug it into the socket, it automatically gives it power. That's how we have to be. We have to plug in to the Spirit of God. We have to plug in to the Holy Spirit and allow it to resurge us. allow it to rekindle us, to recharge us, to rebuild us. Because if not, the church cannot flourish if it continues to drift in the same sluggish direction that the children of Israel did. If we continue to drift away from the things of God, destruction is our ultimate destiny. We have to draw nigh unto God. We got to seek ye the Lord while he may be found. And we have to call upon his name while he may be near. The more and more we drift away from God, the further and further away that we drift away from God and that we drift away in our spiritual state. We don't want to die spiritually. Whatever you don't feed, it'll die. And whatever you feed the most will be the strongest. If you feed your flesh, if you feed your flesh more than you feed your spirit, your flesh will be the strongest. So we have to feed on the word of God. Get yourself in a Bible-based church. Surround yourself 
among believers, strong believers that love God, that believe God, and that honor God and love God. And most importantly, make sure that your leader, make sure that your leaders are one with God. Because we don't want to fall into the fate of Israel and, and, and the fate that awaited them. God charged those priests with the lack of knowledge as to why God's people are being destroyed. So this is why we have to be careful that we just don't come up under any kind of leadership. Like Paul said, follow me as I follow Christ. And leaders, you have an obligation from God to teach God's people, not to lord over them, but to teach them. So many leaders are under the impression that God's people belong to them, and they don't. All the leader is put in place to do is to point the people to Christ. That's it. We are not to lord over God's inheritance manipulate them, abuse them, but to feed them the word of God. So when God tells us there is a knowledge for the lack of which his people is destroyed, he's talking about that knowledge of himself, his nature, his providence, and his power. The soul without knowledge of God will die. It will be destroyed. We got to know him. We have to know him. We have to know God. Amen. 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 You brought out um so many so many key points. Um, Prophet, as I said here, I was um taking notes. I was taking notes and you know, what came to my mind was satanic prisons, you know, and it's 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 watching the people of God operate in the things of God. But when you look into the eye of the spirit, when you look into that, into the uh, realm of the spirit, you see that there's padlocks, 
on the people of God's feet. You see that their legs are chained. You see that their hands are chained. Sometimes you can look at the forehead and the enemy, Satan himself, has um, taken, it may look like a piece of iron, and he wrapped it around the child of God's head. Um, what other things we may see? I, we may see um, bangles and um, ornaments of kingdom of Tyre from the satanic realm on the uh, heads of the people. You know, so instead of having a kingly crown, there's a demonic crown um, that is present. And all those, these elements are spiritually there. The people of God are praising God. And I truly believe that you have the right to praise God, but it's, it's more better to praise God being totally free. And prophetess, amen. amen. And prophetess, I believe, you know, uh, I don't know what the people of God want to hear, but I know that the Holy Spirit, he has a one-on-one conversation. His conversation is quite, is quite simple and he gets straight to the truth. And I think that the people just want to, um, you know, they don't want to hear the truth. They rather hear That's something, right. you know, that makes them feel better. But how about right. we, we, we just get to the root, deal with the cause, um, so that we can be free and praise God, Amen. you know, without being in prison. So the fivefold ministry, you heard of people of God, this, this represents the power of God that has to be in the church. If the power Amen. of God is not in the church, you know, anything can happen to that church. Anything Amen. can happen within the church. And I was asking I'm always praying. I'm asking the Lord, you know, the enemy, he knows so much about us. He studies us. His witches, they know so much about us. They study us, you know, but we don't, you know, the church don't know too much about them. And it's a dangerous thing when you have witches that can come in the church and look in the realm of the spirit and see everything about us. But we have no discernment. We can't discern them. We can't discern their presence. We can't even uh, know that they're placing curses. They, they're they leaving demonic money. You know, we don't know these things. Uh, we don't even know to take this 10, take this 20, take this 100, take this 1,000, take this $2,500 back out the offering and give it back uh, to that satanic priest that came and sold um, demonic money from the Marine Kingdom into our ministry. You know, so it's, it's time for us to get serious uh, people of God about the things of God. And we're certainly living in the last days. Um, so tonight, we're going to have some deliverance. We're going to do some deliverance. I, there was people uh, messaging me, but the times, we are all on different time zones. So Prophetess um, Kawan, I'm about to uh, let the people know on Facebook that they can dial in. I'm already connected, I believe. So I was just um, open the lines up so they can uh, communicate. Amen. 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 So if you're listening, that number is area code 1718-819-1710. 
Again, that is 1-718-819-1710. Pin number 4489509. Pin number 4489509. Amen. Amen. Uh, take a two. You know, go ahead. I'm listening. You know, man of God, I, I just want to. Um, I was listening to you when you were were saying about how the people of God are are um, locked up in prison, and and how God has has allowed us to be able to see in the spirit realm. Mm-hmm. And I just want to share that um, the Lord has showed me in a vision that there was um, a particular man that was coming to my church. The Lord showed me myself showing him a room within my, my church. And when we walked into that room, there was 12 robes that was 12 red robes that were on the wall. And there was 12 of the robes on the wall. And when the man came in, he went to the wall and he put himself in the place of where one of the robes was. And then I pulled him from out of that place and I put myself in that place where mm-hmm. that robe was. And the, and the Lord just began to, to just show me that how false apostles and false leadership, satanic leadership, has tried to overthrow the government of God's house and God's kingdom. Amen. And I just, and I just begin to, to just, you know, cry out and renounce and rebuke that, that spirit in which God showed me, you know, that this man, you know, was coming to my church mm-hmm. and um, it, it just, it, it, it just, really bothered me, you know, and, and I just thank God for, for his discernment. I thank God for giving me, you know, the eye to see in the spirit realm, mm-hmm. you know, cause God always warns us. He always gives us, um, on, like he always gives us foresight as to see those things that are pending and those things that are approaching from afar off. And I, I thank God for that. Amen. I'm so, um, yeah, I'm so glad the Holy Spirit ministered to you and you was able to subdue that, that strange power. And prophetess look like we have some callers. And I'm double checking callers. Do you hear us? should be able to um you may be on mute um sister tracy sister I can hear you. amen god bless you 
caller 1702. God bless you. And Evangelist J, God bless you. Minister T, God bless you. Minister Tracy, <laughs> bless you. So, yeah, I'm so glad that the Holy Spirit was able to subdue um, that strange, that strange power, um, which was trying to overpower your ministry. And that's how, that's how, you know, that's just how the Holy Spirit does. He watches everything and we just want to be in the place yeah. to be sensitive enough, um, to hear him tonight. The deliverance, the title of the mass deliverance will be on deliverance from evil inheritance. It will be on deliverance from evil inheritance. And the Lord would not let me get away um, from this particular. Say it again. You can't hear. All right. All right. All right. So when I'm going I'm to call in, you hear me now. And if not, I'm going to just dial into the conference line and end it in the live recording. All right, so I'm a. Don't worry, I'm a dial into the. We're gonna end the. Uh, we're gonna end this. Um, this. Um, we're gonna end it here, Prophetess Kawana, and okay. feel free to move to the conference line, if need be. If Amen. in any way, I'm a holler. I'm a, um call you back, and I'm gonna touch bases with you. Okay. Okay. now muted all right god bless you <laughs> all right i'm so sorry god bless you amen <laughs> amen <laughs> thank you so much um for calling in how's everybody amen good evening god God bless you. And um, someone can lead us in prayer while I um, text Prophetess Coleman this number. <laughs> 